So, um, I think we have uh, just a few minutes for opportunity for uh, discussion or questions or. Yeah? Um, this morning when we were talking about equanimity, um, I'm having a hard time, I think it was a, uh, it's a question similar to what Catherine was asking yesterday, and I guess I get confused about um, being with and not resisting something versus when it's time to say it, it's it's not a good situation. Um, that whole thing about um, <coughs> of being like the earth and you know, we gave the example of when somebody is using slanderous speech that you just maintain the program, you don't react to it, you don't repel it, you don't whatever. Um, but when does it get to a point where you do take a stand, like Catherine was saying? You know? So this is an important question and it's, it's a really helpful question because it, it can be the case in meditation practice that people think that effectively we're supposed to become like a, a potato and, and that's the, the culmination of good practice is, is becoming like a potato where you just don't do anything except mush and that's not my experience. However, there is a, quite a definitive difference between reacting and responding. And one of the things that I really have benefited from in the monastery, the monastery form is really strong. And so the encouragement is, is, is that if you're reacting, to just refrain. Okay? Now there's times when that, that actually is unskillful to refrain, even if you're reacting. It's actually helpful, more healthy, to actually do something from a place of reactivity than not to do anything at all. Okay? It is a continuum. And so what's needed is to begin to get a sense of what one's intention is. And that as one's intention is moving towards non-harming, that's the place where one needs to go. All right? So non-harming is not a potato. Non-harming can be very verbal, very vocal, and ferocious. All right? It doesn't necessarily have to have a sweet smile in order to say, no, I will not let this happen. This is harmful. I don't condone it. I don't support it. I don't go along with it. Okay? The situation is different, though, when you don't have control. All right? So the classic example, and it's so extreme, it just makes you mind-boggle, you know, is that um, there were some robbers who caught hold of a person and they beat him up and then they started dismantling him limb by limb. Okay, and the the image is is that if you harbor anger, okay, even in a situation like that, it's not skillful. All right. Now the person didn't have any capacity to get out of that tangle, so this is a completely powerless situation. It's not as if he could influence the situation by interacting with it in a particular way. 
But it was so extreme because you think, my goodness, you know, of course you'd feel angry if somebody's dismantling you limb by limb, you know. But the point is, is that even in such an extreme situation like that, harboring anger is not helpful, okay. So now, yesterday we had a little bit of a prolonged conversation about different strategies around anger, and I shared my own personal strategy, which has not at all been healthy, all right, which looks noble, just because I don't tend to dump at least most of the time, and then I explode when people most of the time don't see me, okay? But this process of repressing anger is it's also healthy. So what the Buddha is talking about is not that we all adopt a repressive strategy around anger. That's not what's being asked. What's being asked is to completely eradicate the place where that stuff grabs us. Okay? Now, in that extreme situation, there wasn't an ability to interact with the situation and say, stop, don't do that. Because the person was totally outpowered. Okay? But there are many situations where that is not the case. We can say, stop, this is inappropriate behavior. I'm not willing to go along with this if you're continuing to relate to me in that way. All right? So it's not helpful to allow harm. Now, there are times when we can interact and we can say no or this is not appropriate or if you're going to continue to behave in that way, I'm not going to be involved in this. I'm out. All right? But there are some situations where we don't have that capacity. Yeah? And so then it's talking about our internal relationship with it rather than trying to control the external situation. Can you see the difference? Yeah, but I guess I'm thinking of how um, unclear sometimes and blurry what seems like harm can be. And that it's, it's like in that situation, it's very clear who is being harmed. But um, in situations where it's, it's not so clear about what's harming, what, um, you know, is it harming to hear for the zillionth time when you're going to come to God? You know, is that harming? Personally, you know, Catherine's had enough already. You know, so it's gone to a point of intolerance. It's not. Well, you know, people like things to be clear. And, you know, unfortunately, I don't have a magic wand to give you. But the, the things that I can point to is, is that when we know our own intention and we know the places where we ourselves make mistakes, then it helps us differentiate when somebody else is navigating that territory and what is an appropriate response in it. So my increased compassion towards myself has made it that I have an increased compassion towards others. But my increased compassion towards myself also, interestingly enough, corresponds with increasingly healthy boundaries. Okay? So I am much better at saying, no, this is not what I need right now. This is not helpful for me. Let's stop. So it's, it's, I'm much better at making those, those definitions and I know where I'm coming from because I've explored my own intention. So the blurry areas is partly an external thing. We can't tell whether it's actually harmful or not and partly it's an internal thing. We're not quite sure what's actually being activated in us and what our intentions are about it. Now, obviously, these are not simple questions. 
and there are therefore not simple answers to them. Yeah. So, you know, the general, like, encouragement is, is not to dump one's anger. But there are certain situations where you still need to interact and you haven't completely resolved your anger. And then in that case, what's really helpful is just to put it out on the table. I'm still angry. It would be better if I wasn't angry. But I need to talk to you and I would like it if we could talk now. Is it okay that we can talk even though I haven't done all of the resolution of this and feel completely settled about it? So then it's just out there on the table. You know exactly where you're coming from and what you're interested in doing and why. And then it's straightforward. It's not as messy. Yeah. So. It's, it's all a process. It's all a secret. Well, yeah. It is. It is. It, it is, yeah. 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 Are there other questions that come from the meditation practice today? Are things that are arising for you? Yes. Okay, well, maybe we can do is um, finish the discussion then, close this, and then begin the blessing part of the closing of our little retreat.